What's going on, everybody? So in today's podcast, I want to talk a little bit about ego and what that is in jujitsu and just how we should think about our ego, in my personal opinion. You know, everyone has opinions. So I've been teaching and training jujitsu now for 13 plus years. So I've had a lot of different thoughts about ego over the years of my teaching and training. I've talked to a lot of different jiu-jitsu instructors about that. And personally, I think ego can be used for good and it can be used for bad. I think it just depends on where you're at in your journey and what you're trying to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about when I think it's good to have a little ego and when it's good to have no ego at all, because there's two different aspects. Let's start with not having any ego at all. So usually what you'll hear is in jujitsu is leave your ego at the door or don't have any ego. And usually what that's referred to is this idea that if I have no ego or leaving it at the door, if I'm training and I'm trying to get better, it doesn't matter if I'm getting tapped by another person who's better than me or that I understand that taps are going to happen so I don't hurt my arm or I don't get put to sleep in the training room. So that's what we usually mean by leaving your ego at the door is it's okay if you lose in the training room, you know, you don't want to let your ego drive you too much. Now, on the other side of the coin, when is ego good? Well, ego is usually going to be good, especially if you're any kind of a competitor or you're trying to compete or even if you want to improve in jujitsu. So what I mean by that is even if you're just a general hobbyist that trains jujitsu, if there's a guy in the training room where you're like, man, I don't want him to tap me. I'm tired of him beating me up or her and I really want to get better. That is your ego talking. And so that's not always bad because your ego can push you to achieve new things. Now, obviously, we can have too much ego. You can have so much ego where you can't stand losing or you can't stand getting tapped. And then, like I said earlier, you get hurt or you just destroy somebody who you're much better than because you're so insecure about your ego getting hurt that you end up ruining someone else's jiu-jitsu career. So there's this kind of spectrum of two sides of ego and not enough ego. I personally think being able to develop a way of a light switch to have some ego where you can turn it on and then some ego or no ego to turn it off is extremely important to develop through your jiu-jitsu career. So like I said, if you are really into tournaments and you're really competing, then having a little bit of an ego is going to be good. I think there's been some good studies that are done, or even if you've read any books like by Michael Jordan or Gordon Ryan or any of these kind of really high-level athletes, you'll hear them talk about that they absolutely hate losing. So what drives them to do good in their competition is not to win. It's not like they're so egotistic to win, but it's that they're so afraid of losing. They hate losing. They Their ego drives them to not lose. They can't stand like not being the best for whatever reason. So that's very self-centered driven. That's very egotistic, but that's what creates the best people in the world at whatever particular thing is going to be. Same thing even in non-sports. If you guys ever know any surgeons or doctors or things like that, um, a lot of times they're very proud of their abilities, which they should be. They're uh, experts in their field. You know, they have a lot of information, but it creates this kind of ego because they have to be the best at what they do, right? So 
ego is what drives us a lot of times. So it's not always bad to have some ego. Now, if it gets too far in one way of that egotistic side, then, you know, it could cause you to get hurt. It could cause you to quit actually, because you can't learn to control it, that you end up, you know, whatever else falling out that you can't just stand losing or something. Right. So your ego can be so high, it causes you to quit. Now, having not enough ego can also cause people to quit too, because if you're just like a Zen monk on one side and you never have any ego, then sometimes you just don't care enough to actually get better. And the reason why I'm not a fan of just being a total Zen all the time, um, I, which is what I kind of used to think about doing, but I've changed that tune over the years is because if you're training jujitsu, especially for self-defense, there's going to have to be a time like if you're really going to protect yourself or protect your family that you might have to kind of go to this dark place where you're going to have to do everything you can to be able to win this altercation because it's life or death sometimes in a fight, not just a general training room. And if you don't have the ability to turn on that ego and that desire and that drive, then that can be very bad because now you've never accessed it and you've never gone to that dark place. And doing that in the training room is going to be better than doing it for the first time in a real life self-defense fight. So that's why I'm saying that developing the switch of turning it on and turning it off is extremely important because even if you're in the training room and you're a person that doesn't compete, well, being able to turn on the ego switch of wanting to improve and to really get after it and to scrap sometimes is going to be beneficial. There's going to be some growth out of that. You know what it's like to really push yourself, right? There's a lot of ego that could be driving that to some extent. Now, usually what happens in jujitsu is guys can sometimes get too far to one side or too far to the other side. This is really where having a jujitsu coach or someone that you trust as a guide in your journey can help. This is kind of where I see coaches should play a big role, but sometimes they don't. Now, I know what some of you guys are going to say. Oh, jiu-jitsu coaches just stand up there and preach on their pedestals. They're hypocrites. They're da-da-da, all this stuff. And that's that's your personal opinion. I'm sorry that you've had that experience. That's not my experience with jiu-jitsu coaches. Um, this is not how what, what I try to do. I try not to be that hypocrite and preach from a pedestal type thing. But if I see a student who I know is wanting to compete and whatever, and they're very lackadaisical, well, then I will encourage them to kind of boost their ego a little bit. Hey, you need to build your confidence. You need to go out there and be able to dominate some of your training sessions and and get that ego high and know that you're good and get that confidence going. And sometimes I do that with them training with me. Sometimes, you know, I encourage them to go a little bit harder with some other training partners. But then sometimes I have students that are on the other end, that their ego is way too high. And then I have to bring them back down to a reality by me training with them or pulling them aside and be like, man, are you so insecure that you had to hurt this like 115 pound girl over here that you had to beat her up so bad that, you know, you're worried about losing or something, you know, there's too far on one side and there's too far on the other. This is where the coaches can come in handy because they've traveled that path. There's going to be different moments and it's hard to say when it is. It could be different based upon the gym that you train at, the stage of life that you're in, depending on your age or life experiences. But at some point, you're going to get too far on one and you're going to get too far on the other. So having someone who you trust in your jiu-jitsu journey to be able to pull you from one side 
to the other is very important. And what they're going to be trying to do is trying to get you to go to that middle line and develop that switch and teaching you kind of pointing out, hey, maybe you're being a little too ego now. Hey, maybe you don't have enough ego now. And so that way you can develop the switch of on and off. Now, does it work for everybody? Absolutely not. You know, if you're a competitor majority of the time, you're probably going to be more on that egotistic side. But just know that there's going to be times where competing is going to be over with and you're going to have to go to the other side. Or maybe if you're a competitor and you want to coach one day, you're going to have to know how to turn that off and be able to encourage people. It's okay if they don't have as strong of an ego or a will as you do. Or vice versa, if you're like a Zen monk and you know, you've already been through that and you moved on, you should be able to be able to teach people how to boost their ego too. So these are just my own personal opinions and kind of thoughts on this ego topic. Like I said, I've used to have been too far to one side and I've been too far to the other. But luckily I've had great guidance and jujitsu instructors and digested a lot of different conversations over my time of teaching and training jujitsu that this is kind of the conclusion that I think works the best. You know, you don't want to have too much. You don't want to have too little. So anyway, that's it for today's podcast. I appreciate you guys for checking in. If you haven't already, make sure you please leave the show five-star reviews. Also hit me up on social media. That way, if you guys have any questions or any topics you want me to discuss, you can hit me up there and uh, let me know. So until next time, see you guys later.